Welcome, everybody, to episode 73 of the True Tech Podcast. And this episode, we're going to be covering what to expect at WWDC, as well as some other stories as well. So stick around. But before we get into those stories, let's talk about today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is Unidragon. Unidragon makes some of the best wooden jigsaw puzzles. And compared to other jigsaw puzzles out there, theirs is the most unique, which is why it caught my eye when I first saw it. It has such a colorful design. It has fabulous and memorable images of animals, which I think is really different on a jigsaw puzzle. And all parts have their own unique shape. And which is what makes these puzzles different in their own way. It has the highest quality of laser cutting ever used and all parts perfectly fit each other, which is just gonna make it so satisfying when putting it together. And this is the best gift for getting like your friend or a loved one or even for yourself because it's really a work of art and has so much detail right into the jigsaw puzzle. So go check out their website, unidragon.com, where you can buy a variety of different jigsaw puzzles. And when you use code TRUETECH, you get 10% off on any of their jigsaw puzzles until July 1st. And I'll also leave a link um, of one of their videos on building a puzzle down below. And thanks again for Unidragon for sponsoring this portion of the episode. All right, so we know that WWDC is right around the corner, and WWDC is one of Apple's biggest events, and this year it's going to be from June 7th to June 11th, 2021, and with the keynote address set to kick off at 10 a.m. Pacific time on the first day. As usual, we expect big software announcements from Apple, including new versions of iOS, iPadOS, macOS, watchOS, and tvOS. Hardware is actually pretty rare uh, for WWDC, so seeing hardware is not too common. But this year, there are rumors that Apple might have some devices to show off. With that in mind, let's take a look at what Apple might have in store for us for this WWDC. So new iPhone software is definitely on the horizon for WWDC 2021, as they always launch new uh, iOS versions at WWDC. And the event is usually where Apple uh, unveils all their software. So seeing software is pretty common for WWDC. Bloomberg's Mark German reports that iOS 15 is set to bring a major revamp to the mobile software. According to German, uh, we can see that there's going to be upgraded software uh, and can include new ways for users to handle notifications, an updated lock screen, and additional privacy protections for flagship devices. iPhone users may get an option to tweak notification preferences based on if they're driving, working, or sleeping. Users should also be able to create custom activity categories for notifications and set automatic replies based on their status. Apple will also apparently upgrade iMessage to ultimately function more like a social network and this has just been something Apple has been focusing on for the past few years, and we are probably going to be seeing this in iOS 15. And there's also going to be some new accessibility features that we might be able to see as well. As usual, don't expect Apple to address iOS 15 at the event, um, 
but new iPhone software usually goes live for general customers around September after a public beta run in the summer. But, you know, if you are looking uh, for testing out these new softwares, you can always download the beta right after the event, which is something I tend to have a little fun with um, and get to test out. All right, let's talk iPadOS 15. And this update is going to be an exciting one, specifically because Apple has updated the iPad with the new M1 processor, which is basically allows so much headroom for what they can do with their software. Because right now, iPads, iPadOS has been really limited for what the iPad can really do and actually can't take advantage of all the power in the M1 and even the A12Z and A12X. So we might be able to see some more pro apps come to the iPad, like Final Cut Pro or uh, Logic or even Xcode on the iPad, which is something I'm really looking forward to. All right, so macOS 12 uh, is going to be coming as well, and it's going to be a bigger redesign as it re introduced with Big Sur. Last year, Apple made it plenty clear that it wants iOS, iPadOS, tvOS, watchOS, and macOS to look and function almost the same as possible. We may see more macOS features that serve the purpose. As for the name of the new macOS, Apple has been dedicating the software to California landmarks for the past few years, so the tradition will likely continue this year. Like iOS and iPadOS 15, macOS 12 should release in the form of a developer beta after the show. So if you want to test it out on your Mac, which is something I don't recommend if you really depend heavily on it, um, I would not recommend you get this macOS 12 beta. I would just wait till it gets um, bug fixes and just make sure that the, the, the software is running perfectly before you even think about downloading it. And for watchOS, there really haven't been too many leaks or rumors uh, about this operating system. However, there has been some talk of some new features over the past few years, and we may see them uh, materialize at WWDC 2021. It would be good to see Apple finally adopt the rumored blood glucose monitoring feature on the Apple Watch. Apple is also expected to debut its new assistive touch accessibility feature with the new smartwatch software. We also hope to see some more new health features come to the Apple Watch with watchOS 8. Um, and we can also expect tvOS, which is something that hasn't been rumored too much, but we do know that Apple has recently put out their new Apple TV with the new advanced um, processor, the A12, which will just enable more gaming capabilities for this TV, and hopefully we do get to see more games come to tvOS that can take advantage of this power as well. So like I said, this year we're, we probably are going to be seeing some hardware at this event. Uh, according to Mark Gurman and even John Prosser, we can expect some uh, new Macs, the MacBook Pro 16-inch with that um, M1X or M2 processor in there. And I'm really excited for this one just because we've seen what M1 can do in those uh, lower-end Macs like uh, MacBook Air, the MacBook Pro 13-inch, the Mac Mini, and the iMac, and even the iPad Pro. But... I really want to see what the more advanced version of this chipset might look like, like the 
M1X. And just unlocking this performance in a mobile device just gives us huge amounts of opportunity, whether it will be video editing, gaming. This performance can really lead to unlimited possibilities, and which is something I'm really excited for. And John Prosser says that we can also see um, this MacBook like just jump ahead of all the M1 Macs and even a lot of the Windows um, laptops out there as well. But that's what we can expect at WWDC 2021. If you're excited, let me know in Twitter, Instagram, or down below in an Apple podcast. Let me know what you think about WWDC and what uh, you're excited for the most. All right, let's move on to another story about Apple's iOS 14.7 beta 2. Apple has released a second developer betas of iOS 14.7 and iPadOS 14.7 just around last week. And the company is also rolling out watchOS 7.6 developer beta 2 as well as tvOS 14.7 developer beta 2. Today's new release of the iOS 14.7 beta 2 is available to developers via on and over the air update in the settings app. And as usual, we can expect some minor changes to softwares uh, like um, bringing some new um, settings for iPhone users and Um, This should be one of the last updates for uh, iOS 14 because iOS 15 is coming pretty soon. So um, this is going to be the last update for iOS 14 and hopefully um, it's a worthwhile one to talk about. But iOS 15 is coming up and is really exciting so hopefully we get to see that soon as well. But for uh, some of those new updates in this software, there have been some new bug fixes in uh, the software. So it'll just be able to run smoother. Um, And it does fix some lag issues that iPhone users are having when restarting the device and turning back on. Usually the processor takes a little bit longer to uh, run at the same speed it has been. But uh, Apple says it has fixed that um, problem with this update. But other than that, there haven't been many uh, known fixes to this update so far, and probably there has been some stuff in the background that we haven't seen so far. All right, let's talk about NVIDIA's RTX 3080 Ti. And this is available online right now and has just came out, I believe, two days ago. So that's pretty exciting. The NVIDIA RTX 3080 Ti is, I would say, NVIDIA's flagship that does compete with the 3090 and is definitely more affordable than the 3090 as well so we can be able to see uh i mean around the same performance but at a cheaper price which is something that a lot of people have been wanting especially for this lack of graphics card um for the scalper market so there's probably going to be a limited amount at launch and throughout the remainder of the year, several retailers currently have the 3080 Ti in stock. Best Buy announced yesterday that it would give customers a chance to purchase a Founders Edition of the card at select stores today. Um, and by this time, most likely you aren't going to be able to get it if you're listening to this now. So uh, these are very limited and pretty hard to get your hands on. So. Uh, these graphics cards are not going to be 
readily available for everyone who wants it, only for the people who are going to be there early. But that is the uh, RTX, the NVIDIA RTX 3080 Ti Founders Edition, which I'm really excited for and performs very similarly almost to the degree of a 3090, but at a significantly lower price. So these graphics cards are very exciting. And if you're looking to build a PC, I would really recommend getting a 3060, 3070, uh, or maybe even last gen's uh, 30, 20s, 2080, 2070. Anything you could get your hands on would be great if you can get it from uh, similar, similar pricing to MSRP from NVIDIA. All right, let's move on to our next story about the Beats Studio Buds. And these Beats Studio Buds have been rumored for such a short amount of time, but so much information about these uh, earbuds have been coming out. And uh, Beats is an Apple-owned brand, if you forgot about that. But these buds might launch pretty soon with a substantial leak giving us our first look at these new earbuds. We weren't expecting to see a new pair of Beats headphones because a lot of leakers have been saying that Apple will eventually phase out Beats as a brand uh, after a while. So seeing Beats come out with the new earbuds was pretty unlikely and something we really didn't expect. And spotted by Mac rumors and 9to5Mac, the software even re revealed images and animations of the yet-to-be-announced earbuds, and it does look like these devices will be available in red, white, and black. And most recently, basketball star LeBron James posted photos to his Instagram of what looks like him wearing the upcoming True Wireless earbuds. And this picture was, I think, around a week ago, but recently he posted new updated photos, and it was from his official Instagram account and Twitter account that showed these Beat Studio Buds. And you can clearly see the, the B letter on these earbuds which just means that it is beats earbuds and we know that lebron james has been working with uh beats and has like some sort of a collaboration with them so seeing lebron james wear these earbuds are not so surprising but these earbuds from what the images we've seen have been looking pretty stellar and pretty clean almost similar to what the AirPods Pro 2 might look like and any other traditional earbuds without the stem. So these e earbuds are really exciting and might even have active noise cancellation according to the software found in iOS and tvOS. But I really recommend these earbuds uh, as an alternative for AirPods or someone who just loves to work out. These earbuds look like that it might be suited for that and even the general consumer as well. Alright, let's talk about the Mac Mini Pro. There have been some leaks about this, and uh, John Prosser did post out some renders uh, and some more info about this Mac Mini Pro. Personally, I think that it is going to be a great option because of these updated design and smaller design as well. There's going to be a new processor, either the M1 or the M1X, uh, with a glossy finish to the top and bottom, which I'm not sure if many people are a fan of, but uh, it will come with the Apple Silicon, um, which will just enhance the amount of performance you can get with a Mac Mini Pro. And this will be just a lot better 
than the Mac Mini because of that space it'll be having and those extra amount of ports. Um, but overall, we don't have too much information about the Mac Mini Pro, but I really would like to see Apple launch this and talk more about it at their event, whether that be WWDC or somewhere later in the year or 2022. 2022. Alright, so let's move on to the next story, and that's about Amazon Amazon's new uh, Ring drone, which is quite interesting and goes for a price of $250 and will be available in late 2021. And along with this hardware announcement, Ring says you'll be able to turn on end-to-end -end encryption in the Ring app's control center later this year in an effort to improve the security of its devices. Before Ring was Ring, it was a startup called Bot Home Automation. Bot Home's inaugural project, the 2014 DoorBot, was among the first video doorbells on the market. It had a lot of problems. However, uh, it it did improve over the years with coming first with the clunky design limited features to what we now call a standard video home doorbell, which a lot of people are using right now. Then Bot Home rebranded to Br uh, a Ring, which was purchased by Amazon and now sells a growing variety of smart home security and automation devices and related accessories as well. Ring has been in the news for its neighbors program partnership with law enforcement agencies, which allows Ring customers to share their saved video clips. Privacy advocates express concern about how Ring and law enforcement agencies collect and use this information they gather. Ring also has patents for facial recognition technology that would scan through law enforcement databases. Security has also been a big topic of conversation. Just knowing Amazon, how big they are, and now that they own Ring, this is pretty scary for uh, the, the average consumer purchasing this device, as well as anyone who's going to be picking this up. It is very scary from a privacy perspective, and hopefully... Um, Ring does a good job uh, to keeping their customers' privacy. But this is more of a concept than it really is a product, even though Ring did uh, allow customers to be purchasing this in 2021. It just feels like a concept and is a very new thing. And would I recommend buying it? No, I, I re actually would not recommend buying this because of these privacy concerns. And since this is a first generation of, of the product, I would definitely not go for this. Um, and that's just my opinion, but if you really want a flying drone going around your house, scanning your family's faces, your your whole house, then go for it. But otherwise, my recommendation is to wait a little bit longer or not even purchase this uh, altogether. All right, let's move on to our next story about Google's $99 Pixel Buds A-Series. So as we all know, Google has an A-Series for their phones. Uh, there's the Pixel 4a, 3a, and as long as the Pixel uh, 2a that came out a long time ago as well. But the A meaning affordable, uh, which basically lowers the price tag of the device and just cuts down a few of the features from that series of devices. So Google did have earbuds from the Pixel Buds to the Pixel Buds 2, and these are now the Pixel Buds A series. And 
These have been extensively leaked and the company even tweeted about them prematurely. But today, the earbuds are being officially announced. They're priced at $99, a significant savings compared to the $180 standard Pixel Buds 2 and are available for pre-order in the US and Canada starting now. Google says that Pixel Buds A series will be released on June 17th. Uh, they they did come they they now come in either olive green, white, or gray. Despite their much lower cost, the Pixel Buds A series retain almost the same amount of sound quality and almost the same design as the 2020 Pixel Buds. They also still offer hands-free Google voice commands and are rated for IPX4 for water and sweat resistance. Google has uh, took taken out some features for these earbuds since they did cut the price tag and some lows can be pretty uh, bad for some users. They did take out wireless charging for the case, which I mean, I can live with since these are such affordable earbuds. Uh, and they did also take out swipe controls for volume, but the tap controls are still there. The thing is, you just can't change the volume on these earbuds. Battery life is rated at 5 hours, 24 hours counting recharges in the case, but uh, that is pretty limited considering that these earbuds don't have active noise cancelling, and I would expect a little bit more battery life out of these earbuds since they aren't the smallest earbuds you can find. While the Pixel Buds A series look practically identical to the regular Pixel Buds, Google has tweaked the design by softening and the integrated ear hooks, as well as making the inside glossy and uh, just changing a little bit of the material. And if you take out the silicone tip on the earbud, that part is now plastic instead of metal, which is a little less durable. And the Pixel Buds A series can crank louder in overall volume. Um, the company has also taken steps to avoid the connectivity buds and audio cutouts that still affect some owners of its 2020 Pixel Buds. And I, I really think that Google did hit a good price tag and a good category for their uh, earbuds, but hopefully Google can push farther and put out some $99 earbuds with active noise cancelling or even more features. But overall, if you're looking for uh, affordable earbuds, and you have an Android phone, and you just want it to be reliable, the Pixel Buds A series are a great contender for that earbud. But I really think there are a lot of other options like the Anchor Soundcore Liberty 2 earbuds, or even AirPods for that matter, if you're using an iPhone. Those are great options as well. It just really depends on what kind of device you're using and what you're looking for in these wide ranges of features. So you tell me, which earbuds would you go for? The Pixel Buds A-Series, Liberty Soundcore Buds Pro 2, whatever the name is, and or AirPods. And there's also Galaxy Buds, uh, Galaxy Buds Plus that are around this price point as well, if you're into that. But that was episode 73 of the True Tech Podcast. You tell me what you think about this episode, how it was formatted down in Apple Podcasts down below, as well as check out our sponsor, Unidragon, uh, which they make... Really great jigsaw puzzles over there. So go check them out, unidragon.com. But then, that's all I have for this episode, and I'll see you in the next one.